Hello, Facebook friends and family. This is Rick or Rico from Puerto Rico, and I am coming to you guys on my new podcast. So my new podcast is called Visionary Living, um, and I am. Uh, this is the first episode of of the series, and uh, my intention for the series is to um, really have people open up to a life that they can create based on their vision and what they're able to see at the end of, uh, as the result that they want to create instead of living a life out of circumstance. So, um, kind of like whatever pops up on your, uh, in your plate, you just take it for what it is and, and just, it's okay. Versus like, I can see the end result that I'm, I'm trying to generate and nothing's going to stop me from having it happen. So I continue to walk forward until I can attain the thing that I, that it is that I see in my head. So welcome to the first episode of my podcast, visionary living with Rico from Puerto Rico. Um, and so, um, I'm actually recording this on a, on a Zoom call as well, and I'll be posting it up to uh, different podcast media platforms. So keep a lookout for all of that, and please follow my series. <clears throat> so um, as I'm as I'm here. I'm just going to kind of let the music play, let you guys feel it a little bit. I don't know if my iPhone can feel that or not yet, but I'll be uploading again everything that I need uh, soon for you guys. So, We're going to take the next 45 minutes, 30 minutes to 45 minutes to uh, get you guys connected with who I am, what my vision is, and what we're up to. So for those of you who are joining me right now, I want to say thank you deeply um, for your time and your attention. Um, and uh, I will be speaking today a little bit about me. So for those of you who kind of only know the surface me, um, this is an opportunity for you to kind of uh, get a little deeper. If you have any questions, feel free to post questions. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm going to start from scratch, where I came from, where I was born, what, what my journey was like in the realm of transformation, and how did I get to where I'm at now, right? Um, and where am I at now? That's the secondary question that I'll answer too. So, and what is my purpose for what, what I'm up to and what I'm doing here, right? So, um, as the first episode, I, you know, I just figured I'd take it to myself, uh, be the star or the sole host for this one. But as we move forward, each episode is going to also have, um, you know, guest appearances from people in different uh, domains of expertise. So depending on what the conversation or the topic of conversation is for that, uh, that day or that week, um, I'll have someone come in who uh, has a lot of uh, knowledge, wisdom, experience in that domain so that when we uh, get to talking about it, it'll be a very stimulating conversation for everyone involved. Um, so yeah, so again, uh, you know, this first episode is really just about um, who is Rico from Puerto Rico? Well, first of all, Rico from Puerto Rico, I was not born in Puerto Rico. Um, and so I was actually born in Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, New York, New York City. So back on uh, in November 1989, on a, a cold evening, uh, Rico from Puerto Rico was born, I was born 
Uh, and at the time that uh, I was born, I was living in Brooklyn. Um, my mom was living in Brooklyn and my mom and my dad were dating. They were never really officially married. And uh, before I could even remember, they kind of split households. So I grew up uh, in, you know, a divided house going back and forth with custody between my mom, my dad. Um, And when I was uh, eight years old, nine years old, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And uh, she was, uh, she actually fought uh, cancer for, um, you know, quite a few years. All in all, it was about five years that she uh, was fighting breast cancer. And one, one year of those five years, she was actually in remission. So um, during that year, she was free of cancer. And uh, when it came back, it came back very aggressively. Um, and, uh, and unfortunately, it, it took her from this place that we call Earth. Um, and so at 13, I, I uh, lost my mom to cancer. And my dad was living down in Florida, uh, Orlando area at the time, Oviedo, actually, for anybody who knows Oviedo. Um, and, uh, and so I, at 13, moved down um, and I, I went to high school at Oviedo High School. Um, you know, I had a, I had a decent uh, high school career. And during that time frame, I was, you know, I had a lot of independence in my household. I was able to, you know, kind of come and go as I pleased as I, you know, I got a car at 16 years old. So living in, in New York, you don't have the opportunity to get a car that young, you know, it's, it's definitely a dangerous driving up there. Um, but down in Florida, the laws are different. I was able to get my car young and, uh, and I had a lot of free freedom. I ran track in high school. I actually wanted to uh, be a lacrosse player. And when I left New York, I was starting to learn and starting to become part of a lacrosse team. But when I moved to Florida, you know, I, uh, I looked at the lacrosse team and I was just a little intimidated by their ball handling skills. Like they definitely had something that I was missing. So I decided in my freshman year of high school that I was going to, um, do track and field instead, just to condition myself so that I can get in shape with the running, um, you know, get my cardio up, get my endurance up to be able to run back and uh, back and forth on the field of lacrosse. And, uh, and so I started in track. And when I when I started running track, I actually went out for pole vaulting. So you know, in case you guys don't know what it is, it's got like a really long pole to kind of hold it and you start running down the track with it. And then boing, you kind of like catapult yourself up uh, over a bar. Um, so I, I PR'd 13 feet in high school, 13, 13, five, something like that. And um, it was, it was fun. It was a really cool experience for me. I always, I always found myself doing like odd sports and odd jobs and always looking for that, um, the puzzle piece that doesn't fit. I was always, I always wanted to find that and, and, and bring it into my repertoire. So I always, um, you know, I was a scuba diver. I actually got certified for my senior project in high school as a scuba diver. Um, and, uh, as a Jack of all trades, I, I bounced around jobs of different industries. So, you know, I started off, um, in, uh, kind of like a lawn care and stuff like that. And then I was in and out of the food industry, you know, as an 18 year old, 19 year old, 20 year old in college. Um, you know, and then not only that, but I also juggled, um, you know, delivery driving. Um, and then I I was able to land a job at, at Discovery Cove and I worked with and around closely with dolphins. So, uh, you know, I started in the sales department, worked into photo and video. And, uh, right before I left the company, I was working my way into dolphin trainer as well. So I worked with dolphins for um, <clears throat> a good two or three years. My every day, I'd actually uh, wake up early, early in the morning, like six, six thirty in the morning, 
put on a bathing suit and I'd get into the water with dolphins. And uh, that was that was an unreal experience, I'll tell you that. I learned a lot about uh, animal training, behavioral conditioning, and then not only that, but how intelligent dolphins are. You know, like, in, in fact, I'm, I would even say that they're more intelligent than us. Um, you know, they can actually hunt for each other. They can grab babysitters if, they've, if they have kids and they can go hunt for their kids. And, and they have a really cool structure, social structure to the way that they live and interact. Um, and just very smart. And one of the uh, most powerful predators, too, I'm pretty sure, on the planet given its environment. So like, you know, uh, one of the most powerful predators in the waters is, is what a dolphin would be. But I was able to work a job at Discovery Cove working closely with dolphins. So that was a unique opportunity. Um, for college, I started to uh, study film production, um, photography. I was actually raised, my dad was a producer um, and he was always in and out of auditions and always in and out of commercials and films and all kinds of stuff. Always sent me on auditions. So, uh, you know, I was raised again in my teenage years, um, kind of like to be that theatrical type of personality, um, always a go-getter, always being put in front of people to introduce myself. My, you know, as a producer, my dad, you know, he always strived to, to find prestigious connections and introduce me to prestigious people and for me to carry myself with prestige and with honor. So, you know, I, I definitely took that into heart. Um, right after high school, like towards the end of high school. And, you know, I was doing some college in, in, in Florida. And then I decided that I wanted to go to New York. And so for a good two to three years, I was definitely reinventing myself as I lived in Florida. And, uh, and by the age of 2021, I was able to uh, move back to New York, but now as a young adult. And, uh, and this was an interesting experience for me moving back to New York because what I remembered of New York, it, it wasn't the same as an adult. You know, I lived there from zero to 13 and then from 13 to 19, I was in Florida, uh, you know, my high school and college career. So when I moved back to New York, you know, it was definitely a hunger. I, I knew I wanted back. And for me, it was also kind of like an act of desperation because at the time um, I was kind of struggling in Florida and I didn't, I didn't appreciate the struggle. And I, I, in my head thought it would be a little bit easier, especially on transportation to, to move to a city where you don't really need, um, you know, a lot of transportation. The fact that transportation is public and so easily accessible and you can kind of go anywhere really um, in, in the state of New York or at least in the city of New York through the uh, subways and the, and the buses. So I moved back um, and when I moved back, you know, the first thing I did was started a small business for um, photography and for video production. Um, I did a lot of like weddings and commercials and, and headshots and stuff like that. And I liked it, but it definitely wasn't my vision. My vision was was to be in Hollywood, you know, and and to make feature films like Hollywood feature films like Transformers or or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, and I I just I didn't want to work up the ladder, the corporate ladder of what it takes to get into the Hollywood industry. And, uh, you know, I was doing like 24 hour film festival, 48 hour film festivals, and they were absolutely a blast. Every, every project I've ever done has been just um, a, a beautiful blend of collaboration with people. Um, and it definitely exercised my, my vision, my creativity, my teamwork, um, all of that. And so like, I really found a big passion in producing video. 
But um, again, it wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't Hollywood style, you know. And so while I was growing my company up in New York, I actually had the opportunity to work for a children's entertainment company. So for a good like two to three years uh, while I was living in New York as a young adult, um, I was working for a company out in Hempstead, uh, Long Island. And, uh, and what we did was we went out in pairs. So like, you know, a guy, girl for the bi-gender relationship for kids. And we go out and, in pairs and do like four or five parties on Saturday, four or five parties on Sunday throughout the tri-state area. So I was going all the way to Connecticut, New Jersey, and all over New York from Long Island to upstate to the city. Um, and it was definitely, uh, a stressful job based on like location and trying to drive all over the place and go crazy. But it was also a very fulfilling job as like I went to parties and I entertained families that were already trying to have a good time and, and feel good. And, and I was just like a compliment to what that was. And it was just so much fun. I learned how to really um, embrace my joy and bring it to people in a way that would serve and be a contribution. So, um, you know, there I learned a lot of my entertainment skills from, you know, managing parties and being able to, to control the crowd and, um, and magic. I actually learned magic. So I'm a magician thanks to uh, some of my experiences uh, in work. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so then what ended up happening is after the three years ish that I was living in New York, I decided to move. We, I mean, I decided to move because it was very expensive in New York and, and, um, although I could afford it, it was kind of like I was meeting my, uh, demands, like, uh, my bills, like right at the, at the dollar. And so I just figured, you know, there's gotta be a better way. Um, and I decided to move where I ended up moving to was Atlanta, Georgia. Now, Atlanta, Georgia was an absolutely beautiful state as well. Um, I just, I loved the scenery. I felt like it was like New York City, but in in the forest. Like we were surrounded by greenery and trees. Like there was the urban feel to it. But again, the, the urban feeling was kind of submerged in a more natural um, experience of trees and foliage and all of that kind of, uh, of environment. So, um, I really enjoyed big time living in Atlanta, Georgia. And when I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, I just, again, I, I had this entrepreneurial spirit where I just, I needed to own my own company. And so I started up a company called clowns of Atlanta. And this was, of course, based on all of the experience that I learned from the company that I was working with in New York City um, for children's entertainment, from balloons to uh, face painting to games and magic and characters like Spider-Man, Superman, all kinds of fun stuff like that. Um, so it was a really fun experience owning the company now in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, and I was able to grow it. And while I was, you know, while I owned my company, I worked on the side too as a server or whatever I needed to do really to fit the bills and to, and to give myself that power as an entrepreneur to, to juggle all of the things that I wanted in my life, you know. Um, and, uh, and, you know, for two years, I lived in Atlanta and I grew my company to a decent uh, size. I had a, a couple of employees that worked for me. I had some regular business from Children's Healthcare of Atlanta to a few schools that would use uh, my company regularly. Um, and then uh, my mom actually called me, well, my stepmom, uh, obviously, because if you heard from the beginning of the story, I lost my mom, but uh, my stepmom, no distinction there. She's my mom. She's always been in, in the picture for me. And, uh, and so she's my mom as well. And, uh, and so, yeah, so my mom actually uh, called me up and, and she told me about this leadership program down in Florida that she really wanted me to attend. And, uh, you know, and at the time, I, you know, I was reinvesting all of my time and my money into my company, into growing myself as an entrepreneur. 
And, uh, and so she calls me back a couple months later and she's like, look, Rick, I don't, I, I get that you don't understand what I'm talking about, but you, you just got to come experience what I'm talking about. Like I'll pay for your flight. I'll pay for you to go. Just please, please trust me and please go. Um, and for me, where I was listening from was like, yeah, it sounds like a, a vacation to Florida. Why not? You know, it's, that sounds fun. So, uh, so I decided to, to jump. And so I went to Florida, um, you know, and, and I did a four day course. It was, it's like a three part curriculum and, and I did the four day course and it was just absolutely transformational. Um, and it, it is called transformational self-development. I didn't realize though what that meant, you know? Um, and so, before I went through the course, for me, life was a 10. Like, I, uh, you know, I had my, my business was growing. I had prestige there. Um, you know, I also was, was juggling all of and managing all of my different um, hobbies and jobs and whatever. Um, you know, I had my place. I had my, my animals. I had my culture, my, my community. Um, honestly, and I was also on the, on the Chamber of Commerce, too, in Atlanta, Georgia, and Sandy Springs. Um, so I was working a lot of different things, juggling a lot of different uh, things in, in Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. But I went through this four day curriculum in, in Florida that my mom recommended me. And it just uh, like it changed my life completely. Like when where my life was at 10, I realized that it could be a 20 or a 30 or a 40 if I really choose to see it that way, you know. Um, and I realized that people kind of say that life's a 10 almost to cap um, their experience and, and be comfortable with where we're at, you know, but even though there's more room for growth, because that's the only thing that can continue to do until we die is we can continue to grow or we can choose to be stagnant, you know? So, so I ended up coming back to Atlanta, Georgia, um, and really thinking about this curriculum. I went back for the second level of the curriculum. Um, and then I just, I went back for the third level of the curriculum and, uh, and it was so powerful that I decided to close down my business in Atlanta, move to, uh, South Florida and, uh, and, and really take on learning how to create workshops like this and facilitate workshops of this caliber, you know? Um, and so uh, therein was the inception of my current workshop that I'm uh, promoting and discussing, which is successful awareness. And that's a one day self-discovery workshop um, designed to see the internal dialogue that we have here in our head when it comes to either sexuality or intimate relationships, you know? Um, what I found interesting about this domain of, of conversation is that, A, it's very taboo. A lot of people don't, um, they're not used to talking about it or they don't think it's okay to talk about it. It's just a very taboo subject in our culture. And honestly, for subjects like that are very taboo, there's no growth there. You know, like um, we're just going to kind of make up in our own heads what our assumptions or what we assume that it should look like or what it should be like but without actually opening up and talking with a lot of people we can't get to like a neutral understanding of of everyone's experiences as a whole you know so i actually found this workshop to be very powerful the feedback from people as they took the workshop was just outstanding and and i realized that what i had uncovered and, and written and explored really was bigger than me it was bigger than than what I envisioned, if you will. Um, and so my vision then expanded. And so where I'm at now is I'm growing that workshop. And, you know, I, I've, I've taken the last two years to really take myself on in the self-development industry in transformational uh, technologies or accelerated learning technologies. So from workshops to speaking and now podcasting, 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get myself out there and I'm trying to use all of the platforms available to me to get uh, all of my knowledge, all of my experiences out on the table for you guys. Um, you know, and not to say that like my knowledge and experience is, is superior or better than where any of you guys are at, but you know, as a different perspective, maybe you could learn from my experiences. Um, you could learn from my mistakes, my trials, my, my victories, all of it, you know? Um, and so here I am just kind of, you know, vulnerably put myself out there so that, uh, all of you guys can reap the benefits of, uh, of me. So, um, so first of all, I'd like to open up the chat. If anyone wants to ask any questions, you know, that was just kind of a basic overview of who I am, where I've come from, a little bit about my background. And, um, and, and so now I'm living in South Florida, you know, starting up my podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm doing my workshop here in Florida about every month. And then I've got, I also expanded to New York in April. And now I'm going to be doing that up in New York for every like three or four months until I can get some regular um, momentum. And once I do that, then I'll be traveling probably back and forth between New York and Florida regularly doing my workshop. Um, and then alternately, I'm also, uh, you know, juggling some video production work down here in, in Aventura, Florida. So I'm working at a, a location called Health Gains, helping them with their um, uh, video production, video content production for, you know, any like trailers or commercials or, or um, you know, anything for doctors because they do a lot of work with doctors, anti-aging um, treatments and all natural uh, treatments and stuff like that. So it's been an awesome opportunity to kind of like build what I'm building uh, down here. Um, so I see uh, a question. How can I get information about the workshop? Um, yeah, if you want more information about the workshop, uh, best thing to do is to go to my website, uh, Pond2Flight. So yeah, let me talk to you a little bit about Pond to Flight. That's a perfect question to segue into the next thing I wanted to talk about. So um, Pond2Flight.com. So Pond like a body of water to like T-O, like the word, and then flight, like you're going to fly. So, um, you know, there was a, a big chunk of my life where I actually followed um, a lot of uh, different, um, what, how would you call it, modalities for like divination or for predicting energetic healing, spirituality. And a big part of that um, era, uh, era for me was um, working with animal totems. And so I would, you know, much like the Native Americans, Native Americans used to use animal totems to undercover like meanings or uh, like the universe was talking to me and what's the meaning behind these animals. And so for me, one animal that always kept recurring for me or, or kept showing up in my space was the dragonfly. And so uh, the dragonfly, you know, not necessarily like it's something that I love, but it's something that always showed up to me and, and I always noticed it in odd places. So, um, you know, when I looked up the dragonfly, the meaning of the dragonfly, yeah, the meaning of the dragonfly is really about transformation. And the reason it's about transformation is because as in a dragonfly's early life, it, it actually starts off like a tadpole, like a, a little uh tadpole underwater like um amphibious there, there we go um or aquatic so it doesn't actually can't go on land it's it lives primarily underwater now once uh, after two years of living as a tadpole underwater it actually goes through a molting process and turns into the dragonfly and once it turns into the dragonfly it can no longer go under the water anymore it can take to the air it can stay on land but it can't go under the water anymore so what a very powerful transformation that 
it's not even that you emerge from the water and then can go back to it at any point in time. It's like once you've risen above your circumstances, there's no returning to mediocrity. Like you can't go backwards and go and go back in life to where you came from. You can only continue to move forward once you grow, you know. So my website is called pond2flight.com. Or you could even go to uh, SuccessfulAwareness.com. Successful, S-U-C-C-S-E-X. That's the fun part. Full, F-U-L, awareness.com. So the next workshop is going to be July 20th down here. It's a Saturday. It's all day. Um, you know, I get this a, a question a lot where, where people goes, okay, what's the time frame? It's like 10 a.m. till like 9 p.m. And a lot of people like their eyeballs pop out of their head like, what? What are you talking? That's a long day for a workshop. You know, like that's, that's, that's craziness. Um, but the thing is like, it's not just like we're sitting in and, and having a, a discussion for a few hours, you know, like there's, there's actually work involved. If you want to talk about self-development, um, self-development work is about uncovering. It's about looking. It's about um, exploring. And there's a lot of, again, like interacting with other people, journaling homework. You know, we're going to be doing some work here and it takes some time to set up dominoes in a transformational way. You know, could, could I make the workshop shorter? Absolutely. Um, in fact, I'm going to be putting together a uh, introductory workshop. It's two hours for free uh, where you can come and experience just a taste of, of what the full workshop would be like. But, um, but it's funny because whenever people come to the workshop and they actually commit and stay all day, um, you know, the, the, by, by 10 o'clock at night, they're still buzzing in the area. And I'm like, guys, get, get the heck out. I need to clean up the room and <laughs> close down the closed shop, you know. Um, but, uh, but it's just it's one of those experiences where after you've done the workshop, um, you know, like it's just, just a rush. There's a, a new perspective in life and relationships and relating. So um, the workshop itself right now is $250 per person, um, $350 for couples. And that's actually temporary. Uh, the price will be going up very, very soon. Um, and maybe in the next couple of months, we're going to be probably doubling that, probably about $500 per person with like $750 for couples. Um, the value that I've gotten you know, from it and, and that I, the feedback that I get from people is just astounding. And, and I know that there's a demand for it. Now it's time to kind of take it to the next level and serve the community with transformation uh, in sexuality. You know, again, what, what kind of um, inspired me in this domain was seeing how imbalanced the masculine and feminine energies are in our society and our culture. Um, and, and for me, it's about finding that balance, you know, and it's not to say that masculine and, ener- and feminine energy are men and women, right? Because men have both masculine and feminine energies and women have masculine and feminine energy. And it's about finding a balance in in each of us, right? And when we find that balance of the masculine and the feminine, there's a whole world of, of um, experiences that open up to us now. Uh, it, now that we know how to dance with it and, and when we encounter other people and want to relate to other people who may show up as more masculine and more feminine, when we can balance ours, then it won't be like masculine to masculine kind of bumping heads or feminine to feminine not really producing re- results, but it's instead being able to read the other person that you're in relationship with and being able to dance with that energy so that there's a a synergy and there's balance and there's communication, there's power there, you know? 
So um, I just want to bring the conversation back to visionary living before we close out the podcast for this morning. Um, so visionary living is actually uh, a prelude to a bigger project that I have in mind um, that in the next three to five years, um, you know, maybe bringing together a center for uh, this work, transformational leadership, um, self-development. Um, and so I just wanted to start with a podcast to kind of bring a lot of these distinctions and a lot of these discussions to the public um, free just to help people kind of see new perspectives, have power in their lives. And I'm, I'm not really reinventing the wheel, right? Like I'm not the first person to talk about power, living with power, having powerful relationships, leadership perspective. No, I'm just another person that does that. And I'm bringing it to you guys via my personality because I realize that who I am as an individual is unique to other people. So are there other people and other podcasts you can listen to that have this? Yeah, like Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Gary Vee. You know, there are a ton of things thought leaders in our culture and our world today that provide a ton of value for us. But, um, you know, I realize that we don't always, uh, not everyone listens to all of those people. And I can be just another outlet for, for people to kind of learn from and to experience from and to, to get this information from. So, um, so again, everything that I'll be talking about on the podcast is not necessarily new, but it's just my flavor of uh, of the discussion that is leadership and living with power. So when I came up with visionary living, uh, my perspective or my concept around visionary living was what is it like to live a life out of my vision? So being able to, to like see an end result that I'm going after a goal, um, a dream, and no matter how lofty it is or how, how, how attainable or realistic I think it may be, any goal that I want to go after, being able to live out of the vision by seeing the end result, right? And what I find is that a lot of people, you know, like the job opportunity just lands in my, my lap and maybe it's not something that I want to do. It doesn't speak to my heart. It's not my passion, but I take it anyways because circumstantially it makes sense. And, and when I have a conversation with a lot of people, it's like, like this is, let's say this is point A. And point A is where I'm starting and I want to climb up the ladder and I want to hit Z or, or, you know, my ultimate goal. And so here I am at A and I want to get to my ultimate goal Z. And so in my head, I make up that the only way to get to Z is by doing all these little things, taking these little steps to get here, you know, and I don't know where we pick that up from. Like, I don't know if we're just trying to make it harder on ourselves. Or maybe we, we look at what other people have done to accomplish those things and we say, well, if they did it that way, then that's the only way to get from A and get to my Z, right? But the truth is, uh, I find that a lot of people get stuck here in the stepping stones. And then not only that, but they get invested and distracted with the stepping stones and they never actually reach their Z or their ultimate goal right? So what I'm going to encourage you guys to do as visionary livers or living out of a, of a vision is I'm going to encourage you to really see the end result so clearly of what it is that you're trying to attain, but really clearly, you know, where any questions asked from time frame to money to what are you going after? All of it would make sense. It would all line up, right? And when you can see that end result really clearly, what I'm going to encourage you guys to do is forget about the little steps in the middle. 
just get so committed to this part right here that you're going to go for it over and over again, you know, and, and just to give you an example of uh, living out of a vision, I just kind of want to maybe share a story for me where I really was going for it. And, and uh, you know, I, I made it happen because I ultimately, I saw what I, what I want, what I wanted to, where I wanted to go with it. You know, um, first was when I moved back to New York as a young adult, you know, it took me two years to get back. You know, I declared it at one point and I kept going for it and I was failing at it. I didn't have enough money to go. I didn't have the right things set up in place to have me win from a place to stay. Like I, I there was a lot of factors missing. And I remember it was my aunt, and my uncle, Titi uh, Oli and Uncle Rich. Um, and, you know, I love you guys if you're listening. Um, and it was them really that had a conversation with me that was, that was a really turning point in my thinking. And it was about setting myself up to win. Like if I can see my ultimate goal, you know, there's also a preparation process that kind of leads up to it, you know. And I didn't realize that there was a, a, a big distinction between being prepared for something and being ready for something, right? So being prepared is like having my ducks in a row up until the event and being ready is the actual act or taking action on it, that feeling that I get inside. So I was ready the whole time, but I wasn't prepared. I wasn't setting myself up to win, you know. Um, and so that conversation that they had with me was the first time that I was able to really uh, connect with living out of a vision, was getting clear on a vision and then going for it over and over again until I actually had it happen um, and I was able to move. You know, furthermore, when I actually got into self-development and I wanted to train and become a, a trainer or a workshop facilitator, you know, I, uh, I was coached into uh, going for it. You know, I didn't see myself being able to afford what I what I wanted. I didn't, uh, realistically, and I say that lightly, realistically, I didn't see how, like, and what realistic for me means is that given the circumstances that are currently in my space, what can I attain, you know? Um, and the funny thing is there, there are, there's the exception to every rule. So if you don't want to believe that you're the exception to every rule, that's fine. Then you, you, you create kind of like the stepping ladder that I was talking about. But if, if you can truly get that, there's the possibility that you have, that you can be the exception to the rule now based on like almost like magical thinking, what is it that you want to create? Um, what is it that you can envision for yourself as an ultimate goal and how can you have it happen starting where you're at now and not given any other resources, just go for it, you know? And when I was going for my certification to learn how to be a trainer and learn how to, how to create workshops and, and, and trainings, you know, I kept going for uh, my goal and I kept flopping on my face and people saw me going for my goal. And, uh, and honestly, if you would have asked me to prepare or to set myself up to win realistically, I would have said, great, well, I'm going to skip this cycle. I'm going to save up money. I'm going to save up my time and figure out a future date when I can have it all happen. But, um, but again, I was coached into a different mindset of just going for what it is that I, I want in my life. And so I went for it and I kept flopping on my face again, but people saw me striving for my Z and I wasn't caught up with the stair, stair step, um, uh, system in the middle of it. I didn't like, I wasn't climbing the stairs. I was like jumping, trying to grab onto the ladder, you know? And, um, and, and because people saw me jumping for it and going for it over and over again, 
I, I got the support that I needed in order to succeed in the things that I said that I wanted. So, but the thing is, if I didn't continuously jump and go for something that I didn't see was possible, other people wouldn't have seen my passion to get there. Other people would not have seen my struggles to get there. And ultimately, uh, I would not have gotten the support that I needed to truly jump to the next level and take myself on, get the support and succeed in doing what it was that I was up to. So, uh, you know, just something, uh, again, for food for thought was to go for your Z, get really clear on your dreams, on your goals. What is it that you're after? And if you don't think it's possible, guess what? It is. Someone out there in the world has attained it. Um, someone else out there in the world has done the work, um, has done the research, is, you know, sees you, respects you, will help you up. Somewhere, somehow, there's an exception to the way that you think is fixed. And if you can let go of a fixed reality and realize that life is fluid and reality is fluid and what I bring to my life is nothing but possibility based on what I think and believe is possible. Truth is, if I don't believe it's possible or if I believe that it's not possible, then I will be right about it. No matter what you say, I will come up with every reason, excuse, and possible answer to give you to, to then be right that it's not possible, right? So people are, are, are powerful and our minds are powerful. We can solve any puzzle that we want. The problem that I see most of the time is that we're trying to solve the wrong puzzle. We're trying to solve the puzzle of why we cannot achieve things versus trying to solve the puzzle of how can we achieve things. So if you took anything away from my podcast this morning, I, I definitely want to kind of present instead of how can I not start thinking, how can I? Okay, if we're going to be right about some of the circumstances in our lives, then I want to encourage you guys to be right about the reason why it is possible. I want you to start being right about the reason why you can trust, the reason why you can reinvent, like all of the things that stop you. Do you want to be right about the things that stop you? Or can you figure out another relationship to those uh, concepts? Can you be right about the fact that you deserve your end result, your goals, your vision for your life? Like what is visionary living truly? And so as we move forward episode to episode, I'm going to invite guests on each episode um, to talk about how they've lived their life through their vision, not through their circumstances, right? And it's not to say that there aren't serendipitous uh, moments or opportunities that come up in our space, you know, but I want to like declare that those serendipitous moments energetically show up in our space because of our vision and our commitment to our vision. So as we uh, declare a goal that we want in life, it's almost like in the universe, we're creating a gap. And, uh, and the universe is always in integrity with itself. But when we declare uh, something that's not in existence right now, then we're creating a gap that is not in integrity with the universe any longer because it doesn't exist. And so in order for it to be in integrity, as you move forward towards that vision, the universe will almost serendipitously put in our space, all of the opportunities, resources, et cetera, that we need in order to get there or attain it. So 
Um, is this true? I don't know. But living out of that reality has helped me in my life. And I definitely want to encourage you guys to kind of take on some of these perspectives and see what it can do for you. So, so yeah, and I'm going to take the next five minutes to close down my podcast. So first of all, I want to say thank you to all of the viewers that came on to watch me live. Um, if you have any last questions or comments, please post them now before I end the podcast and I'll, I'll happily address them. Um, but I just want to say thank you to everyone who's watching. It definitely means the world to me that I'm able to affect lives or be a positive influence in some way, shape or form for people. You know, my goal in my life is to be a contribution for people in the most powerful way possible. Um, I realize that uh, the way that I live my life, the way that I think, the way that I feel on a day to day basis, it's very unique, you know. Um, I, I almost make up that I'm an anomaly, you know, because I, I see a lot of people who can get frustrated very easily. And I've got like patience, uh, like no one's business. So, um, you know, I'm always positive, uplifting. Uh, you know, it's very rare that I have a bad day. Uh, I throw myself into into everything 100% and I own it. So, you know, um, I'm happy to, to, to be here as an example, using myself as an example for what works or what doesn't work in, in life. Um, and so hopefully you guys can, can take a little piece of me with you. Um, and yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so I just wanted to give a shout out to health gains for allowing me to host my podcast here in their podcast room. It's definitely been a pleasure and it's, uh, it's been a joy to wake up this morning, uh, eagerly looking forward to this experience for you guys and for myself. Um, I also want to give a shout out to my workshop, successful awareness. So again, the next date in Aventura, Florida is July 20th. Um, and then the next date in New York City is September 28th, okay? And those are both on a Saturday, and it's an all-day on a Saturday. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to my ringtone. So um, uh, with my ringtone, I've got a, uh, a ringtone out on iTunes Store that you can download it for, uh, for your ringtone. For, you can use it as an alarm, whatever it is. But it's actually my laugh recorded, um, and I... I haven't made myself laugh today, so you didn't hear it necessarily. But as you go on through the episodes, I'll keep shouting it out, and hopefully you'll you'll hear it uh, come through. I, I always get Ricky Ricardo, Desi Arnaz, you know, like ah 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 ah. So uh, so yeah, pretty funny. Um, other than that, um, you know, if if we're not friends on Facebook yet, please add me on Facebook. I'll be again adding all of these different. Um, modalities or, or social media outlets and channels that you can connect with me and subscribe and, and follow me and all kinds of stuff. So um, my, my podcast will be running on Mondays. Um, I'm going to start my podcast at 8 a.m. on Mondays. So if you guys are interested in following me rigorously, you can expect me on Mondays at 8. Um, or if you, if you don't get up that early, that's fine. It'll be on the feed somewhere on Mondays. Um, and if you're interested in showing up on my podcast and talking about um, a specific domain of conversation and how you were able to create your life based on your vision, then I totally want to uh, be a support for you, be a stand for you and be a space for you to kind of communicate and convey yourself on this podcast and, and uh, on visionary living. So um, thank you again, everyone for watching visionary living. Um, you know, again, a podcast to support people in living out of their vision, not out of circumstance. Um, I love you all. I appreciate you all. Um, and again, my name is Rick or Rico. 
Rico from Puerto Rico, uh, as I like to introduce myself uh, humorously for people so that you can remember my name. Um, so yeah, uh, I love you all again. I hope that you've uh, enjoyed this. It created a lot of uh, moments, uh, educational moments. And again, this is just the first of many coming, uh, many episodes coming to you. And this was just a little bit about me. Um, so maybe in the upcoming episodes, you'll get a lot more uh, of, of the value that I'm trying to deliver. So um, have a wonderful day, guys. It's Monday. Enjoy your Monday. Make it the best Monday possible because whether it's a Monday or a Friday, it's another day and it's a blessing and a gift um, to be here, be alive, and to share the gifts that we have as a contribution. So take care, guys. <laughs>